Welcome to Holy Spontaneity. It's Cameron and Karen, and we're on a journey to find the Lord in the little moments of every day. So join us on an adventure of holy, spontaneous faith in otherwise normal lives. We're so glad you're here. All right, guys, we're back. Um, this episode, you'll be listening to it on Easter Tuesday, which is super exciting. Yeah, because we have a wonderful topic this week and a wonderful guest. So um, we're talking about identity and finding our identity as a daughter of Christ, as a sister or a brother. Um, and um, we're just super excited. We have Kelsey Thompson on today. And um, so Kelsey and I met in uh, DC at a conference, at a Catholic conference in September. And <clears throat> so this has been like a long time coming, uh, her coming on. So she's finally here. So Kelsey, thanks for coming on. Gosh, thank you. Um, it's, I'm so honored to be on this podcast. And so, yeah, long time coming, but I'm really excited to be here with you. Yeah. Guys. So, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself so our listeners can get to know you. Awesome. Um, yeah, so my name is Kelsey Thompson. I grew up in Montana. Um, I graduated from the University of Mary in 2017 with a major in nursing, minor Ooh. in theology. Yeah, so I'm a nurse. Uh, wow. I work currently work night shift with primarily oncology and hospice patients, and so kind of its own world. Uh, definitely when you're yeah cancer is just its own thing um mm-hmm. so and then i also am a student with encounter ministries which plays kind of a large role in this topic of identity especially for me um and encounter just for uh context is a school of the holy spirit and we are equipped and trained to hear God's voice in a real way, and then to be able to engage in the in the gifts of the Spirit um, for the people in front of us, and so um, really beautiful program. I'll graduate from that in June, um, and uh, gosh, yeah, that's where we'll start. The first. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. This is okay. so great. Um, I didn't know that about encounter I didn't realize that congratulations on graduating so soon that'll be exciting so yeah Yeah. we we actually just had um you probably saw but we had a uh, a palliative care doctor on um just a couple weeks ago Dr. Natalie King and um she was talking when you when you brought up oncology and hospice um it made me think of like our conversation with her and um what a beautiful and challenging gift it is to walk with those people in that stage of life. Yeah. So absolutely very beautiful and definitely ties in with, um, your work and being a student with encounter because my goodness, I mean, you know, you need to have a strong faith and and be able to kind of to walk with those people. Yeah. In that, in that aspect. So yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah, it's definitely a blessed opportunity to be able to pray and intercede for them, especially when they're transitioning, mm-hmm. um, and yeah. to be a to be someone who they can ask questions to when questions like what comes next uh, come up. And so, it's been a gift to be in that area, and we'll see what the Lord chooses to do with it in the future. Yeah. So, um, as we kind of get into talking about. Um, identity. I think it's first important that we um, acknowledge and um, not necessarily define because I don't want to reduce identity to a definition. Um, but what is identity? Like what what is identity in the context and you know that we're talking about it today? Yeah. Um, yeah, identity is essentially is like how we see ourselves, right? and mm. and who we are. And from a Christian, perspective it's our identity is comes from being created by God and when we're baptized we become a new creation and we become his sons and daughters uh sons and daughters of the father um 
and uh, I could keep going if you'd like me to. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. And and so I think as I was as I was praying with some of this, like when we're looking at our identity, it's we're baptized usually when we're, when we're infants and that's a gift that the Holy Spirit pours out upon us and we become adopted sons and daughters of God. And from there on out, like the father looks at us and loves us so deeply. Um, and as time goes on, we, we find ourselves to be in that position of our, of our first parents where, where we get hurt and we find that we, we can't trust the Lord. And so we kind of, in the, in the ways that we sin or that we fail, we, we turn away from God and, and our identity then shifts, um, whether we become aware of that or not. Um, yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. Making sure that we're, we're keeping our, our eyes set and our heart set on like who we are, who we are inherently, you know, in the human dignity that we have. Yeah, absolutely. Man. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> no, I, I love that you brought it back to kind of where it all began and you um, brought up the truth of, you know, the original sin and how mm-hmm. we did um, get hurt through that and our society and those who will be in the society and in the future generations will forever be in a broken world because of it. And I know that's like really morbid, but like it, it is true. Um there's lots of healing that needs to happen. So thank you for bringing that up. Um, so very beautifully said about what is identity. Um, could you explain more on what are some false forms of identity? Um, what kinds of things can we place our identity in? Definitely. Um, yeah, I think that there are three areas. Um, I mean, it primarily whenever we turn our face from God, we kind of are looking then at something else to, to form us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think three areas that we can fall into allowing to form our identity is in our successes and accomplishments. Um, mm. Our wounds and the things that we allow lies to stem up from that we choose to believe about ourselves Mm -hmm. um and so yeah in in success and accomplishments which are good things in and of themselves we we can look to those things and as we strive to to gain a certain goal we can allow that goal to to take over and and this and we can i mean an easy example is is a star athlete who has worked so hard to get to where they are and then something happens and they can no longer play that sport. Um, and that, that shift that comes when you have built yourself up in this area and then when life happens, yeah, that, that can definitely be a place of struggle for people. Um, and I think when it comes to like my story, the area that I, struggled in when it came to my identity was in the the area of wounds and lies mm-hmm. um yeah uh yeah it's subtle mm-hmm. and and we don't always know and i think that's that's what i found in reflecting on the last couple of years is that i i didn't know that i wasn't walking fully anointed as god's daughter um, because of a lie that I had been lo- believing for probably 10 years, um, if not longer. Um, yeah, so in one of the one of the things that you had um, brought up with you know successes and accomplishments, I think that we can we can place our identity in that we can place, our purpose and our worth in that. And, you know, that, that might be, you know, a a lot of our listeners are college students. Some of them are graduating. Um, It's okay if you don't have a job by graduation. Um, 
if, if someone hasn't told you that I'm telling you that now, um, it's okay. It's okay. If 10 years down the road, you decide that you don't like what you're doing and you want to change, um, Mm -hmm. You know, you, you don't have to stick with it. Most people at this point know that like, I got my bachelor's in wildlife and fisheries, um, and my master's in business and that master's in business has actually served me, uh, more because of what I do now as a conference coordinator, um, which is basically just a, you know, a fancy title for, I'm a project manager for lots of different conferences. Um, and you know, I, I placed, I placed a lot of my identity in having a job before graduation. And Mm -hmm. I had this huge sense of pride um, when I received that job offer two days before graduation. I was like, okay, I can, you know, because A&M hands, I don't know if other schools do this, maybe your school did, but um, A&M hands out these cards at graduation. And it's like, where are you going? What are you doing? Um, How much are you making? You know, they just want to know. And you don't have to answer the question, you know, Um, but I was so terrified of not having something to fill out on that piece of paper. I was so terrified of it. And I put a lot of my identity in it. And, um, I, I think that a lot of that came from, you know, stemmed from like wounds and lies, but I, because I, yeah, I just, um, I'm really, I'm really glad that you brought that up that, you know, successes and accomplishments. Uh, I'm a very success oriented person and not in a me too. Yeah. And yeah, but I want to specify like not in a, um, not in a prideful way. That's something that I'm working on. I feel like, um, that I've really been convicted of actually recently is I, you know, I realized I'm like, Oh, I, actually have a lot of misplaced pride in certain things that I don't think I should have. Not that I'm saying that I need to be harder on myself, but just that I need to recognize that, um, you know, where I'm at in this stage in my life is good because it's from God, not because it's where society says that I need to be. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, and a, a lot of that pride came from like, oh, okay, well, I'm graduating with a job. Thank God, you know, um, and it ended up being really good for me, um, but I put so much pride and stress and my worth into, will I have something by the time I graduate? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and same things with wounds and light, like settling. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, we're, um, we're even told that it's okay to settle. And I, I think the mindset is shifting, um, especially within, um, like the faith, especially with those within the faith. Um, but I don't think that we're shifting our mindset necessarily back to our identity. I think that we're just shifting it back into, oh, it's okay. Like you deserve more, you deserve more. Um, a lot of that, you know, is pushing like self-love, like don't settle because self-love. Um, mm-hmm. when it really, in reality, it should be, don't settle because your identity is rooted in Christ. So yeah, yeah thank exactly. you so much for touching on that. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and to not be ashamed of, of the desires that you have for accomplishments. Like, I mean, the word, the root word of desire is Sire, which means from the father. And so our desires they're like the Lord places them in our hearts so that he can fulfill them in our lives. And to know that, that the Lord, like, like we are all so uniquely and wonderfully made that, that for us not to go after the desires of our hearts would actually be, um, it would, what's the word? It would be, um, sad I guess that's not the word I'm thinking of but it would be I, sad. I know what you're thinking of I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to help you <laughs> I know it would be sad because then the then then what the Lord hoped to accomplish through us in our lives wouldn't happen and so for for people listening to know that that to really to really root out what our desires are and why they're there um because um you know, like a, an example, you know, to, yeah, to root, to, to analyze like our desires, why they're there. And if they're of the Lord, mm-hmm. then to not be afraid to go for it. Um, 
I mean, an example for me when I was in college, initially when I when I was a freshman, I had desires to be an actress. And so that is what I was going for. Mm-hmm. And but I knew that the root of those desires was to be famous. The root of those desires was to be seen, known and loved by the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when it came time, like when the Lord and I kind of crossed that path where I knew I had to let that go because it wasn't rooted in him. Like I had the grace to let that go. And now he has placed desires in my heart that burn because I know they're from him. And so to not be afraid to, to ask the Lord, like Lord, yeah, to, to listen to your desires and then ask the Lord what he thinks about them. Um, because if they're from him, then he wants to fulfill them. And uh, he wants to run with you in that. Um, but you're right that that comes when we find when we root ourselves in caring what God thinks and, and allowing Him to have a say. Um, yeah. So that I mean that kind of stems right into our next question for you, which is how do we come out of those false forms of identity? Like what switched inside your inside your head inside your heart? that made you go from, I want to be an actress to be seen, known, and loved by the world instead of seen, known, and loved by the Lord. What switched in you? Yeah. um, Gosh, it's, uh, I think the the simple answer, what switched in me is I, I had a personal interaction with the Lord. I, I, I met him personally. Mm -hmm. Um, I think for a lot of, a lot of us, especially like cradle Catholics or those who have been Christian their whole life, mm-hmm. um, we're so easy. It's so easy for us to go through the motions, um, to like kind of check the, the, the box yeah. at each week that I've hit mass that I, you know, I've done these things. Um, and that's what my life was up until my freshman year of college. And then I had a moment I had like a season of my life where I thought I would do better kind of straying from the Lord and making some of my own decisions and I found myself at a point where I was very broken and recognizing that what I was doing was not working um and I opened myself up to God and I asked him a question and I heard an answer and it was the first time that I had this person That led me to believe like, oh, this is real. And if it's real, I need to make it personal mm-hmm. and I need to not be afraid of it. Um, and so I, I mean, to, to come back to the question, how do we come out of that? Um, it has to do with, with that personal encounter with God. Um, if we haven't had that yet, it's a lot easier for us to walk away from the faith. It's a lot easier for us to to kind of see it as like a religious format that just doesn't work for me. Um, And so without um, that personal encounter, uh, yeah, it's really easy to walk away. Um, And I guess to take it one step further, once we have had that encounter with God, and once we have have that desire to get to know him and to want to know him, then it becomes more about our thought life. Um, and so, you know, for me, I, from in my experience, like I had that experience in college and I chose intentionally to walk with the Lord and to allow him to form me. And, and he did, but then I wouldn't, I would say that I was walking with the Lord, but not until about two years ago, did I actually believe that I was beloved by him. And a lot of that had to do just with um, with our thought life, with my thought life. And so as Christians, um, like we can't afford to not have a thought life that is in accordance with what God thinks about us. And, and so it's so easy for us to be so hard on ourselves. It's so easy for us to fall into comparison it's so easy for us to um, point out all the flaws and all the ways that in which we're bad. But if I allow those things in to be my thought life, then eventually 
that's going to take flesh in, in mm. what I say, it's going to take flesh in my actions. Mm. And then I find myself living out of a lie because I believe that I'm no good in my thought life. And I speak in ways that says I'm no good, even if it's subtle. And then I start to believe like, oh yeah, I, I'll never be chosen or I'll always be single. Cause I've, cause my experience is I've been single. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's not the Christian life. That's not, that's not the way like the, in order for us to have Christian joy and to be able to have clarity for the future, like we need to um, start believing in what Jesus says about us and, and believing that when he says that I'm unique, that I'm precious, that I'm beloved, that I'm beautiful, that I start believing him in those areas. Um, because yeah, like comparison, judgment, like that has no room in our thought life when we want to root ourselves in our identity with God, because he doesn't say those things about us. We say those things about us and we allow the culture to say those things about us. Um, Thank you so much for all of that. I, I know our listeners can't see us, but the amount of times where Cam and I have just been like, (laughs) <laughs> just taking it all you in. just made um, a face they can't see that either <laughs> they can't see that either no i was gonna just imagine like my eyes just it's like a it's not in a negative way but like the knife to the heart is like ooh, yeah ow. yeah that's what i was thinking too. Like, okay. the like it was <laughs> the heart it was what um, we needed to hear and probably what our listeners needed to hear yeah too. um yeah. there's so much to unpack there um first off i I love that you brought it back to Christ and that you said that we need to trust Jesus um, when he says whatever, whatever. And um, I have been using the um, Ascension Press's Lenten Companion journal um, this past Lent. And one of the things that um, Father Mark Toops, Toops? Um, thank you. Um <laughs> One of the common themes that he has really emphasized this past Lent is Jesus is who he says he is. Um, therefore, you know, as you said, Kelsey, we can trust in whatever he says. Um, and the amount of times that I have probably talked about him on this podcast is unbelievable. But Father Mike Schmitz has a talk um, that he gave at a Steubenville conference, a C conference, whichever, um, with the exact, you know, title theme of Jesus is who he, who he says he is. And the way that he explains it is like, if Jesus was not who he says he was, right. And he did all these things. He was either, he either was telling the truth or he was a crazy lunatic. And I don't think that we would have done what we did for just someone who was a crazy lunatic. No, we, we did what we did Mm -hmm. to him because we knew that he was telling the truth. So therefore, yes, we can trust him. We can trust him who tells us that we are the beloved, that we are chosen, that we are um, redeemed, that we are, you know, whatever you also want to fill in the blank. So thank you for that. Um, Also, I love that you said the word beloved. And I kind of have some, you know, personal feelings about that word, but I love that. Um, no, it's not like my word, but sometimes I like to think that it is. Um, but if you look at the word beloved, you know, you have the notion of Jesus calls you beloved. He calls you to be loved by him. He calls you to be loved by the father in our wounds, in our pride, in our whatever else you want to say. Um, but he also calls us to be love, not only to ourselves, but to others. And it's just a word that just has so, so much to kind of sit within that. Um, so thank you for allowing the Holy Spirit to say the word <laughs> beloved. <laughs> because yeah. I'm looking at a sticker on my water bottle that says he calls me beloved. And so I just <laughs> at that. Um, <laughs> um, 
you know, very feminine, beautiful flowers surrounding it. So yeah. Um, so much to unpack there. Thank you so much. Um, so you have been talking about believing Jesus, believing Christ. Um, he says, we are the beloved. Um, we are redeemed. We are bought at a price. We are his daughter. Um, so what does that mean more specifically to be a daughter of God, to be a son of God? Um, and then how do we, how do we live intentionally in that identity? Especially because you were talking about earlier about, um, you met or you had that personal encounter with Christ. Therefore you and that's another thing that Father Mike Schmitz has said is like you you have that a personal encounter with Christ and your life can never be the same. If you have that intentional, you know, just genuine, real, raw, personal relationship and personal encounter with Christ, your life can never be the same. Um, so you were talking about that experience you had with him. Um, how do we live intentionally? with that identity of knowing that we are daughters and sons of God. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, I think it's a battle for a lot of us because it's so easy for us to say like, for the longest time, it's, it was so easy for me to say like, yeah, Jesus loves me. Yeah. God loves me. Yeah. I'm his daughter. But to, um, but for like 10 years, I believed it in my head. It took that long for something to break, for it to, for me to believe it in my heart. Um, and sometimes we have to allow our words to go ahead of our experience. And, mm. and so to, to believe that I'm a son or daughter of God sometimes requires me to say out loud, no, I am, uh, I am God's daughter. And because he's the king of the universe, I am his daughter. I have a royal authority. Like I have a royal identity and we have to say those things ahead of us sometimes before we can feel them. Um, and so for whomever is listening that needed to hear that, that is for you, but also, um, to be able to um, look and see where, maybe where we have placed our identity, um, whether it's in like this is the accomplishments of our lives or in the ways that we have faith. Well, to take time in prayer and to ask the Lord, like, okay, what, who do I believe that I am? And where does that, why do I, where does that come from? And then why am I afraid? Like, why am I afraid to let you be everything to me? Like, why am I afraid to let you be that centerpiece for me? Um, and to ask him those questions and to, and, to, uh, and to be okay to surrender like everything we want to him. Um, I, I think that, um, Surrender can be a very scary thing for a lot of people um, because we have this notion that when we surrender to God, he's going to take away everything I love. Um, and he's going to lead me in this very boring life. <laughs> mm. um, yeah. And, and in the reality, like the Lord says to us, and I just read it this morning, um, I think it's John 15 like 11 or something like that, but it's that, um, whatever you ask of me in the father's name, I will give it to you. And like, what that means is that if my will is the same as the father's and he's going to give me whatever my heart's desire is. And so we shouldn't be afraid to surrender these things to him. Um, because either he is pruning them for something greater or, He's going to give them to us in his time and just to um, trust him and have peace that he's faithful and that he will do it. Um, and because the Lord delights in a heart that believes that he'll provide for them. Um, and so I'm actually trying to see if I've even answered your question. <laughs> um, yeah. 
I mean, I know I, I really, I really love that you said that the Lord delights in a heart that believes that he will provide for us. Isn't that everything that we hear about when we think about Mary's fiat? Like I, she, she knew that he would provide, you know, it's, it's funny because one of my very favorite, um, just, I hate using the word stories for the Bible, but, um, when like the visitation, when, when Mary is visiting, um, Elizabeth and she said, you know, blessed are you who believed that what the Lord said would be true, you know? And I think sometimes, well, I guess, you know, in my case, you know, being very personal and, uh, vulnerable here, I have a really hard time believing that the Lord desires good things for me. Um, and yeah. So what you were saying about sometimes we, you know, we have to allow our words to go before our experience because, um, yeah, I, I definitely think a lot of, like, if I relied solely on my experience, yeah, a lot of my prayers have not produced fruit. So that would, that would absolutely lead someone into despair, you know, and discouragement. And, um, so I think it's really important that you brought that up and just knowing that like, yeah, the Lord wants us to know and to believe and to say, um, God, you can do these great things. And I will ask these great things of you, um, because I know that you can provide and that you will provide is, you know, if it's in line with your will. Um, and so, um, at, at work at three o'clock every day, um, we have the opportunity to go in our little chapel and pray the divine mercy chaplet. And one of the concluding prayers, um, is eternal God in whom mercy is endless and the treasury of compassion inexhaustible look kindly upon us and increase your mercy in us that in difficult moments, we might not despair nor become despondent, but with great confidence, submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. And what you were saying just reminded me of this prayer. Um, and I am greatly impacted every time I hear this prayer, um, which is, you know, it, it, it might sound, um, even a little bit silly that, that, you know, well, you hear this prayer all the time, but it's one of those prayers that I, I truly say with all of my heart, like that is not a, you know, maybe I'm not feeling the entire rest of the DMC. Like I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm saying it, but I'm just really struggling or I'm thinking about something else that I have to, or an email that I have to respond to when I get back to my desk or whatever. Um, and that prayer, I always just like, say with my full heart, you know, that we might not despair nor become despondent, but submit ourselves to your holy will, which is love and mercy itself. It's right. so hard for people to believe that sometimes it's hard for me to believe that. Um, but yeah, we, we need to allow, that's why the Lord has given us these words, you mm-hmm. know, so that in our experience of a dry season, um, of, you know, not really feeling his presence, we can trust in the words that he's given us um, mm-hmm. and, you know, receive the word made flesh every day if we wanted to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. It's true to, to know that the Lord is faithful and that those words, like they hold power, like that line in particular holds a lot of power for me too, that we might not despair nor become despondent. Why? Cause it's so easy yeah. It's so easy to be disappointed in this life. Like, especially, mm-hmm. especially when I like going back to just identity, when I am not rooted and I ident- when I'm not rooted in the Lord and, but I'm rooted in this hope or rooted in this, 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 this thing in front of me and it fails or it doesn't happen. It's so easy to fall into discouragement and just be like, Lord, where were you? Mm. Lord, I thought you loved me. <laughs> yeah. I, actually, I thought I thought we were going to like, I thought we were in this together. I thought you had my back on this thing and it's, yeah. and it's crumbled before me Yeah. where, it, but for him to, 
to know like and it's this is so hard for us in our humanity because we want to have control over these things but to know like those things like everything that's happening for us is for our sanctity and Mm -hmm. so and so when that thing crumbles to have this this place of again surrender to surrender the thing I want most to you, Lord. I'm going to surrender this thing to you, knowing that you have a great plan for me and that and that you can restore. Even when this thing is broken, you can restore this thing. Yeah. But I'm going to trust in your time. I'm going to surrender this thing to you because you have proven that you are love and mercy itself. And I, and I want that. And I want you. Um, and it's hard. It's very hard for us to to get to that point of to surrender because it's so easy to be so disappointed and then to allow our emotions to cloud our reason and to cloud what we know is true, that we know God loves us, but to cloud that and to and for that emotion to be dis- disappointment and despair and to then start to doubt that God loves us and doubt that he has a good plan for us. Yeah. And so I wanted to bring it back to a couple of things because you said something that really sparked something in me. Um, and the first one is I was listening to catechism in a year today. Um, you guys know, I love it. Um, and what father Mike was talking about was that the apostles died for the love of Christ. Like today's was all about the resurrection, how the resurrection is real. And there is so much in the Bible that if you need proof, like it is all written down there. And um, the apostles would not have died for something that they did not know. And they knew it. Um, so that's the first thing that I wanted to, to say in there. And then the second thing is when you said um, that you are rooting yourself in hope instead of in the Lord. And I really want to touch on that because, wow, sometimes we can either confuse the two or or, um, say that they're the same thing. Like, well, I am rooting myself in hope and hope is found in the Lord. So am I not rooting myself in the Lord? Can you expand on that? Because wow, how profound. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be happy to. Um, and I think, I think the best way for me to expand on that is maybe just to maybe share just like a story in which this has been applicable to me. Yes, please. Um, and just, uh, I mean, the last, the last two years of my life have been just this, in some ways, the most difficult years for my heart, uh, great sorrow, great heartache. Uh, and, and, um, in that, like the, the root of the, the root of that sorrow was the end of a relationship. And in that, there was like this hope, like, okay, this thing is broken, but the Lord restores. I know that the Lord can restore this thing. He can. And so I'm going to have hope in that thing that he will restore it. And as like two years have passed and I have continued to surrender this desire to the Lord continued to, to grow and desire and like grow and healing with him in my heart with, with the Lord, what I noticed was that, yeah, that my hope was in God restoring that, that relationship, that my hope was looked at like, God, you're going to do this thing for me. And that's where the hope lied in that, in what, in what he was going to do. It didn't, it didn't rely. It didn't. Yeah. My, my eyes were not on the Lord in that. If I were to, if I, were to turn my face and to look at God and to say, like, my hope is in you, God, you can restore this thing in however you want. There can be hope in that, but that's not where my sight was. My sight was, um, my sight, my hope was in that he was going to restore this, this relationship. And, and when I, look like in at my heart in that place I know that uh wow I'm starting to lose track so <laughs> no no you're um yeah yeah that 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 hope is is apart from the Lord 
um, because I'm looking for God to do this thing for me, which he could do very easily in his time. He could do it, but that's not where he wants my heart. He wants my heart to be in him and to, and to have my eyes on him for what he's doing now, because yes, in him, we grow in, in faith, hope, and love, but that hope needs to be rooted in the Lord in, in whatever he wants it, this holy indifference of God, you know, I want this thing. And if it doesn't work, then your will be done. And if it does, your will be done. Mm -hmm. And to have like this holy indifference and to have hope that the Lord is in that and not in what this outcome that I want from him. If, if that, does that make sense? No, that I, makes perfect sense. Yeah. Okay. You're, it was a little, it's a little yeah. off the cuff for me. So I, I apologize for the, no, no that was you are, hear it. trust me, trust me. That was what people needed to hear. Um, yeah, it's there. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a fine line. Um, but yeah, a lot of that just goes back to what, what your heart is rooted in. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's humbling how many times it's not in, you know, the Lord, but it's kind of in like what, what I want to happen, what I hope he's going to do for me. Um, yeah, I've definitely had experience with that before. Me I'm like, too. yeah, this is, this is what I desire and, or what I think I desire. Let me rephrase. Um, and what I hope for, but I've definitely put my roots down in that hope instead of in the Lord's will. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's something that he could have done. He could still do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just because I have that hope doesn't mean that that hope isn't a little bit from the Lord. Um, but right. I don't need to, um, to put it extremely simply, I don't need to put all my eggs in that basket. Yes. I, yeah. I can, I can trust that the Lord is going to, um, kind of take my arm and move it to put, you know, wherever it, it needs to go. So yeah, I, I'm really glad that you got to expand on that for sure, because, you know, it, it <clears throat> caught my attention when you said that, because, you know, a lot of people are like, well, wait, hold on a second, you know, hope comes from the Lord. So yeah. And that, that hope that you were talking about, about that relationship specifically being, being restored could absolutely still be the case, you know? Um, and right. That, right. you know, but it, you don't want to, um, man, there's a word that I'm looking for. Um, you don't want to, Oh, identity. You don't want to place your entire identity <laughs> in that one hope. <laughs> you know, That's you don't right. want to place, you can place your identity in the Lord and hope can spring from that. Right. Uh, but right. you don't want to place your identity in the hope for, for that one specific thing for that, you know, one guy or that one job or, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. Having right. that holy indifference is probably one of the hardest things you can do. Mm -hmm. yeah. And and, I, and as you were talking, just the, I think this also came to me in helping to distinguish because my, my hope, that hope, that, that hope came from that place of woundedness mm -hmm. in how I reacted. Like I had a lot of shame. I had a lot of regret and the hope came from that place. Like I want to be restored. Like I want to be seen not as. I was when that ended because that's not me and I know it. Um, mm -hmm. But I, it was how I reacted, and so that that hope came from a wound. Like mm -hmm. I want, I want that area to be restored. I want to be redeemed in that area. Um, and instead, yeah. So the the hope the hope was connected to a failure that I mm -hmm. found um, instead of yeah instead of a hope that. God is sovereign. He's faithful and whatever he wants, that's what I want. Um, so things were ending more in this, you know, kind of cloud of emotions and less in peace. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that uh, when we're when we're looking at our identity and desiring to grow in the Lord, um, a lot of that just comes back to uh, the time that we spend with Him. Um, and that, you know, if we're, if we're his daughters, we need to know, and sons, sons and daughters, then we want to know, we want to know our papa's voice. Um, and so to um, know that he's inviting all of us into like a very beautiful relationship with him and to move uh, and like give him time to, to be able to tell us what he thinks about us so that we can believe him. <laughs> do you do you have any words of wisdom or pieces of advice maybe that you found um helpful uh you keep kind of using the terms the things that we hope for um so those things that we we hope for things that we want to see restored things that we are surrendering to the Lord and all these things. Um, do you have any words of wisdom or pieces of advice of how we can practically maybe kind of differentiate um, whether or not these things that we hope for um, are from the Lord? Mm -hmm. or maybe from our own free will not that free will is bad because that is something that the lord gave us um but yeah how do we because i know often 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 <laughs> you probably each have all been told um if there's peace it's from the lord if there's peace this from the lord if there's a lot of peace this from the lord <laughs> it's like you know, I, there's just some situations that I've been in um, that I'm just like, I, I don't know if I yeah. have peace. I, I don't know at this yeah. point, maybe what peace feels like. Um, so I, I know that sometimes when people tell me that, I'm like, I, I wish you would tell me something different. I, I don't, I really don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah. Where's the peace at? Follow the, where's peace. the peace at. Yeah. So yeah. If, if you have any, just maybe some practical advice about yeah. how to differentiate like our desires and the things that we hope for all these things, if they're acts from the Lord or not. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe, maybe a couple thoughts come to mind. Um, but it's not, is that you could ask the Lord um, and see what comes of that. Um, yeah. In that time, in that, in that time when you are, um, when you, when you are in that secret place with the Lord, that that to know that when we speak and when we ask a question, that the Lord want, is going to answer us. Um, that we're His sheep; He's our shepherd. We hear His voice. We know what He sounds like. Mm -hmm. um, and so, um, there's there's the invitation to ask Him, Lord, what do you think about this? And see what comes of it. What comes of your emotions? What, what scriptures are you drawn to? Um, what images does he give you? Um, and just to be like aware of yourself when, when you ask those questions, because he wants to answer them. But in other ways, other ways that he can also move uh, when we have these, these hopes and desires is that, again, to like look, look inward at my heart and to know what's the root, what's the reason why I want this thing. Um, and, and then to like, give it back to the Lord, Lord, if you want this, please grow this desire in me. If you don't, please prune it and to, and to give him the opportunity to move. And so that if that desire remains, then I can have more confidence that it's from the Lord. Um, and then I guess thirdly or secondly, um, is that sometimes, sometimes the Lord actually like gives us the freedom to make a decision. Like he wants us to decide. And, and so he is giving you space to, to choose. 
And, and sometimes we won't always know the fruit until we've made a decision, but to know that he is, is oftentimes if you don't know, or if peace maybe isn't leaning you or you're leaning you one way or the other, that the Lord may very well just be allowing you space to make a decision. And then he's going to back you up and to know that, that, you know, you make a decision, you know, five months down the road, you realize maybe not the right decision. That's okay. Now we know, we know the fruit. And so now we, we turn and we redirect, um, and to, to know that it's okay. It's okay to make a decision and then to change your mind down the road that the Lord oftentimes will give us space to ask us, like, do you want this thing? And if you want it, then, then ask for it or go for it. And and we'll see what happens. Um, that is what comes to mind. Well, I can guarantee you that that's exactly what was needed. So, um, yeah, I know you, I know you were saying that you're going to let the Holy spirit just kind of take it away with this um, with this interview. And I guarantee you, you did just that. (laughs) So, yeah. Um, Praise God. Yeah. Kelsey, do you have, um, anything else you want to add about identity? Any, Mm -hmm. um, anything that you feel like people really need to know? Um, I think, I think that once what comes to mind is that the Lord wants to like, yeah, we're his sons and daughters, but he wants us to realize that we actually, we have a royal identity in him and that when we clothe ourselves in this royal identity, things become clear. Things become clear with, with like what our desires are. Things become clear with you know, what the point of our life is and heaven, like we can, we can almost live in two places at once. We can have our foot in heaven in our Royal identity in heaven as sons and daughters, and also here on earth. And that we can, we can see that heaven is the goal. And so then things become clear because I don't get bogged down with what's happening around me. Mm -hmm. And I don't get influenced with what's happening around me because I'm so rooted in God and I'm so rooted in like what he says about me that I understand the end goal is heaven. And that, and that, and that when I can put on my Royal identity and I can root myself in the Lord that I actually, that we as a people, as a church, that we have power. And once we clothe ourselves in that Royal identity, it's beautiful to know like the power that the Lord gives us in maybe, maybe in just confidence and knowing who we are and being able to walk forward, but that he also desires to equip us to have power to change the world. And that when we, who is it? Is it St. Catherine of Siena or Mm -hmm. Pope Benedict? (laughs) One of them who is like, like, if you are who he created you to be, you'll set the world on fire. Yeah. Be who you are meant to be and you'll set the world on fire. Right. And so like when we, when we allow ourselves to be clothed in Christ and to allow him to let us be fully alive, then we can run knowing that we are going to set the world on fire because he now gives us power. Because if I know that I'm God's daughter, then I can ask him for whatever I want. And if it's in his will, then he's going to give it to me. So if, if I say, Lord, I want hearts to be revived. I want your church to be on fire. I want people to know so deeply that they are loved personally by you. I want that for them. He's going to equip me to be able to run with them and give that to them, whether it's in a smile when I'm working with my patients or in, in something like this, where, where we get to share our hearts and, and people get to uh, get to listen um, yeah. So I'd say, don't be afraid <laughs> to let the Lord in. Mm. Such simple advice yet so hard to do. Why mm. is that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Why is that? Yeah, it's, yeah, I think, uh, 
yeah, I think our woundedness can sometimes play a role in why it's, why it's can be very difficult. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just, yeah. So hard to believe that God loves us and believe that we can trust him. Yeah. But when we can, when we can jump over that and like, and, you know, let our words go ahead of our experiences, it's really beautiful. The adventure he has for all of us. Um, and the plans that he has. So that's what I'll say. <laughs> As was this whole conversation. So beautiful. <laughs> so real, so raw, so deeply, deeply, deeply needed. Yeah. We warned people that these next few episodes are going to be deep. Because <laughs> we gave we gave everyone um yeah we warned everyone on the we one we were just doing life updates we we're like okay this is gonna be a chill one because the next few ones are gonna be hard hitting guys <laughs> get ready yeah pretty that's much awesome. so, that's so okay. good that's so good it's a it's funny to me because I don't I don't know what flipped in my mind uh Cameron but I I gave you like we gave that topic and we picked the topic. And then I checked in with you on Thursday, but at some point between that topic and checking in on Thursday, my mind flipped and I thought we were talking about prayer. And so I spent like, I had spent like a couple days of like, Lord, this is so heavy. There's so oh my gosh, like there's so many beautiful ways we can go. And it's such a big topic. And this year, the things I want to touch on. And then when I, when I talked to you on a Thursday, I was like, Oh, it's a little different. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, identity. identity. <laughs> um, uh, hopefully, so. it was a hopefully it was a welcome and pleasant surprise. <laughs> yeah, and so I, it, it 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 lifted a little weight because uh, but I was like, oh, okay, we gotta we gotta switch gears a little bit. And then yeah. when I would go to prayer, I'd be like, ah, oh, I don't know, Lord, I don't know, whatever you want, I guess. Yeah, we'll, keep we'll it. I love. Bit. I keep love the Holy that Spirit. Yeah, I keep love the Holy Spirit in this time. <laughs> I, I don't know, Lord. Whatever you want. I, I don't know. <laughs> this is like that's like the the holy version of like the Lord being like, okay, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whatever you want, Lord. Here we go. <laughs> okay, Lord. Pretty much. Whatever you, whatever you want. Yeah. This has been such a good conversation. Um, so, so good. before we ask our next one, we we want to ask what your holy spontaneity moment of the week is my holy spontaneity moment uh man we'll say we'll just we'll say it was totally like this last hour he just he showed up and he was so good and yeah yeah just yeah that's my holy spontaneity moment wow my holy spontaneity moment was getting to uh be here today so most definitely oh thank you you took mine oh no you're taking mine oh my gosh we all have the same well you heard it here guys we all have the same holy spontaneity moment of the week so maybe this podcast can be your holy spontaneity moment of the week exactly (laughs) i I knew i knew that it was coming the amount of times that we've you know done this so i'm like okay i have to have something prepared and i just like was so just lost in this conversation and then it's like all right Holy spontaneity moment. And I was like, I'm not ready for this. Oh no. Man. Well, we made that, we made that real easy. All three of us guys are because man, I I have these two. Um maybe I can post it on stories if I actually remember. Um, I didn't get our Marion series up until like yesterday. Yikes. Um, usually I get it up on uh Thursday. On Thursday, yeah. Um <laughs> but I'll try to put this up. So next to my, so where I sit guys, I'm at my desk and I have my mic and I have my camera on my ring light. And I have like above my desk, I have my calendar. It's a chalkboard calendar. And then, um, to the left of that, I have two little prints. Um, they're from just love prints, you know, um, not sponsored, but Lindsay would love to, um, (laughs) anyway. So one of them says, keep going. And it's just, you know, God. Um, and then the one below that is the one that I really feel like applies to this conversation and it's God speaks in the silence of the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that sometimes we forget, um, that 
silence is also an answer. And, um, you know, that's, that's happened for me both ways that silence was an answer in a really hard and negative way. And silence was an answer in a very, um, good and healing way. So it can go both ways, but, um, yeah. So I just wanted to bring that into our holy spontaneity moment of the week, but this was definitely it for me. So I'm glad it was for y'all too. <laughs> Oh, that's I, so beautiful. I did not know what else to say. And I was like, I have to say this episode. Yeah. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah. I think we, I think we all kind of forget who we are. Mm-hmm. We all forget who's we, who are. we are and who's right. we are. Yep. Right. Yeah. Who's yeah. we are, who we are and who's we are. Um, but I, I love that quote. Me too. Um, so beautiful about silence and, you know, ever, if ever, you know, if ever there's an opportunity to talk about prayer, silence is so beautiful. Um, and just something that has taken over my heart with silence is that silence is not the absence of noise, but the presence of God and that God Mm -hmm. waits for all of us in our, in our souls. Mm -hmm. And it's in silence that we learned friendship with God and just, it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And so to know, yeah, just, uh, silence. It's so scary, (laughs) but it's so good. Yeah. Sometimes I, sometimes I struggle a lot with silence. Like I feel like in adoration, I need praise and worship music, or, um, I need to journal or I need to say a rosary or something to fill the silence. Mm -hmm. I have a, I have a very hard time just sitting in the silence, um, of, you know, of prayer. So I will have to admit that, uh, Father Mike Schmitz for a always goes back to him. I must love him or something. Um, you always, yeah, you do always go back to him, but there's always go back to him. I must, I must love him a lot. Um, do you you though, Karen? Like, do you like father? I I don't think I do. Is it obvious? (laughs) Oh, well maybe just a little. Really? Interesting. (laughs) Okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But he had, um, but he had a, so I'm a very big fan of listening to his homilies every Sunday. And there was one beginning of Advent. Um, I know I've talked about this before, but he, especially on here, but he had given us a challenge. Um, 29 days, um, 29 minutes. And so it was supposed to be like 29 minutes of silence with the Lord um, leading up to Christmas. And so it was just, it was really rough at first. Um, I mean, he very explicitly was like looking at it in the camera, just like looking at our hearts. And he was like, nothing, just you and Jesus, no journal, no spiritual reading, no music, no rosary, although the rosary is very good. No, no. And he was just like going off all the things. He's like, nothing, just you, the Lord and silence. Mm. So like, don't bring anything. And so I, I did kind of cheat my way through. I did bring a journal, <laughs> but I, you know, I was just writing to the Lord. And that's how I was talking to him. So, you know, but it was very, very life-changing because I went from, you know, oh, I don't, you know, don't want to do anything with silence and the Lord. And it's like, it, it's a scary thing to like, okay, I can do, I can do 29 minutes. And there were some times where I was like, oh, I, I've been here an hour. Oops. <laughs> so it's like, it's, it's, it's very, very beautiful guys um taking time out of your busyness and I kind of like how you were like um Larry I don't like the word busy but um you know taking time out of whatever's going on and going to the nearest church chapel adoration chapel whatever is nearest and then just sitting before the beloved who calls you beloved Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. nothing better nothing better did you say 29 minutes, Karen? I did. My type A personality hates that it's 29 minutes. <laughs> Me too. I, like, <laughs> I, don't, I didn't like it either. Make it 25 but, or 30, please. That's so funny. He said 29 minutes, 29 days. <laughs> yep. Why 29? Did he say why 29? Just, I think for just the 29 days we had left till Christmas. Oh. If you have a problem, you can take it with Father Mike Schmitz. And then, you know, <laughs> you know what? Okay. <laughs> e- email. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll just shoot, a, I'll just shoot him a text. You know, I'll just shoot him a text. <laughs> Hold up. Yeah. Okay. Yo, Father Mike. 
Yeah. All right. Kelsey, where can people find you if they want to get a hold of you? Um, that's such a good uh, question. <laughs> Honestly, they could probably email me uh, right. if we wanted to throw that in the show notes. I do have Instagram, yeah. um, though I'm not on it over Lent. Um, I think. Good for you. I think it's just my name that that name I, I, I you can tell how much I'm on it. I check it every now and again but (laughs) no that's great that's so Um, great but yeah if we want to throw my email in the show notes um that would probably be the easiest way if they if they wish to get a hold of me perfect we can do that so yeah all right thanks so much for this beautiful conversation about identity it has been um such a heart hitting um time yeah I I think we I think we really touched on how much it meant to each of us. So thank you so much for being on and for letting the Holy spirit just absolutely use you as a vessel because wow, what a, what an extraordinary conversation we've just had. So. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah. He just, yeah. He loves each of us so much and yeah, he wants you to know that everyone who's listening, he wants you to know just he, how much his heart burns for us Mm. as, as our Papa. and so. Yeah. yeah you keep yeah. going with so many <laughs> incredible truths I, I keep thinking it's like okay she's gonna end here and it's like you pop up with something else and it's like uh, oh, thank you <laughs> yes. yes yeah oh you're welcome right. yeah praise god cool so guys we will see you next week um by the time you hear this we hope that you've had a very fruitful end of lent and holy tritium mm-hmm. and um and a in a very beautiful easter so happy Easter, guys. Happy Easter. He is risen. And, um, you know, here, here comes the redemption of your heart. So mm. good mm-hmm. job, Cam. <laughs> the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holy Okay. Holy All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to leave you here. Have a great week. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Holy Spontaneity. Go ahead and give us a rate and review and download your favorite episode for easy listening on the go. Hey, might as well follow us on Instagram too, at Holy Spontaneity. See y'all next time.